Welcome to The Quizmakers, a podcast from Riddle.com. Join our weekly chat about all things quizzes, marketing, and everything in between. We'll speak with entrepreneurs and marketers to get their quiz secrets, plus share our story, the highs and the lows of scaling a successful startup since we launched way back in 2014. Okay, welcome everyone to this episode of The Quizmakers. I'm really excited to have as our guest in this episode, Laura Sagan. And Laura is um, just a, a, a bonafide bonafide quiz geek. She is doing something really incredible with her business, which I will let her talk about, but she is the founder and CEO of Hair Fuel. So I'm going to toss it over to you, Laura. Thanks, Mike. Super excited to be on your podcast. I have been, um, I, I mean, you and I have been in touch for m- multiple times over the past, I think, um, almost two years since I started using the software. So a little bit about the hair fuel. It is a an all-natural subscription-based hair growth mask that gets delivered every month at our customer's door. And like I said, it's completely all-natural, safe for pregnant and uh, and young mothers, doesn't have any, any sort of nasty weird chemicals in it i often joke it's as safe as you can eat it don't because it tastes absolutely appalling because i know the ingredients so don't but it's definitely it's it's safe and yeah that's basically that's the gist of it (laughs) perfect well i have to ask just uh for people who are just listening to us uh, you're not going to see my shiny dome but i am somewhat follically challenged so i'm guessing the hair fuel will have no uh, no value to me whatsoever i think you're wrong in fact (laughs) it's not that i think it's that i know (laughs) um i think it can be a whole different podcast episode on that but it is the logic behind is that the sooner in in our target audience is both male and female um, are kind of the first step we decided to target females because this kind of notion of self-care and applying a mask on scalp is something that is a little bit more um, more friendly uh, kind of females tend to feel a little bit more friendly towards that entire notion uh, males tend to expect just to pop a pill and solve their challenges they're What did you say? (laughs) Follicularly challenged. I think we're going to use it in our next blog post. I love this phrase. (laughs) But yes, it it works for both for for men and women. It's just for men because of androgens involved. It just takes longer, but it does work. It works for both. Fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, so actually, Laura, this, as you mentioned, you've been using um, Riddle, which is our, our quiz maker software for about two years. What was the marketing problem? How, like, what were you, what, why did you find us? And hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, how are we helping? Um, how did I, so how did I even come across the whole idea for quizzes? I think that that kind of like a little sidestep is that I came across, I think it was a coaching web, some sort of business coaching website. And, uh, it asks like, what kind of entrepreneur or something are you? And it was a, such a good quiz. I don't know what software they used, but it was a really, really good quiz because the questions kind of, they, they were, they were interesting to answer. And then the value that I'm, that I was getting afterwards. So like kind of the drip was very valuable to me. And what also on the back of it, as, as I was working on, on launching the hair fuel at, at the time, I was like, I'm willing, I'm willingly giving so much information, not so much, but I'm, I'm willingly giving, you know, information to that person, to that business. And 
and then I'm getting value back. So that was a very interesting proposition because uh, I'm a strong believer of providing value for people first, and then and then yeah. seeing you know if it if it's the right value, then people people will come back. They will ask more questions. They yes. will they might buy your product. They might not. That's not necessarily the point at that at that stage. And how I found Riddle specifically, uh, I think so. You I, you might have to thank your um, SEO person because <laughs> I, I googled different software. I think maybe it was a one of the review websites. You know, they review the software, and I was like, oh, that's they they. I mean, sounds they look pretty simple to implement, pretty straightforward. So I just decided to give it a go, and uh, you know, now almost two years <laughs> since, and we're still using it. <laughs> Perfect. No, well, this is one of the, one of the the things I'm so happy with about Riddle, and just like yourself, starting with the hair fuel. I'm sure you've had customers from the very start and it's neat for us to see kind of the growth of, Hey, we started with Riddle. We were doing this and then we kept improving it just to keep hearing all this feedback is, is wonderful. So I love it. Um, but you actually mentioned something really interesting and it's about that transparency and about offering value as a business to potential customers. And they might just, they might never be customers, but you know, it's that, Hey, I'm, I'm, you're, you know, take this quiz or read this article, fill in the form. I'm going to give you information that is useful. I really think, especially with GDPR and CCPA and all this privacy stuff coming out, being upfront, transparent and saying, Hey, this is how I can help you. This is how you help me is a really good marketing approach. Yeah. And absolutely. I think, and I think that's the kind of the change that we're slowly observing is that um, brands and businesses, they tend to now, well, some, some brands and some businesses, they tend to focus on providing value, providing content mm-hmm. and not the type of content that, you know, that kind of leaves you on the cliffhanger. Um, but, I, you know, like, oh, you know, we're, we're going to give you the full story, the mm-hmm. full solution to your problem if you pay us, you know. Mm-hmm. $199 or whatever. Um, but actually the kind of pay forward offering the value and communicating your values as a business, your ethos as a business to the customer. And if that aligns, then, then you, you get an ongoing relationship. So it yeah. isn't about making the sale, but finding the right people who really need your solution. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, you know, if there is a match, then, then it is a match. That's Perfect. I think it's a lot, it's a lot more organic that way less pushy well and also it just it's less icky you know i i I, I like being ethical and transparent and so we offer like on our side i forgot i haven't checked out your guys refund policy but you know essentially we offer money back guarantee 30 days if you don't like us no problem you know that's not a big deal we want people to commit to us for like hey this is great on both sides let's stick with us and it sounds like you guys have a similar ethos which is really cool yes indeed Uh, and um Aligned with in terms, of, I mean, of course, you guys are dealing with software. We were we we deal with physical product, but we do offer a money back guarantee period that people can return to us. And there's a more often than not, we actually willingly, even if it's beyond a little bit beyond that that period, we're we're just we're saying, you know what, it's fine. We understand sometimes it's not a match, and that's okay. Like Perfect. and and in those circumstances, what we do offer. Um, Fortunately, we don't need to do it very often, but um, as, a, as a company, we focus on bringing that value. Mm-hmm. And if for some reason, if someone says, you know, it doesn't work for me because of 
this, these reasons. Um, we try to understand what those reasons are and then give advice, give recommendation on the other options available for people. So if someone specifically, let's say, allergic to a specific ingredient or they're just being, I don't know, lazy. I think laziness is a big, is a big one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, like... <laughs> going beyond and not focusing just on your sale, but focusing on what can you do for the customer? How can you help them solve your, uh, how can you help them to solve their problem and then yep. focusing and coming from that space? And yeah. And, it's, and also just, it's not about being transactional. It's actually, let's look, actually build a really good relationship. And actually every grumpy customer, if you tr- handle them correctly, um, you're empathetic. You can help. They can turn into a big brand ambassador. We've had some people where, like, you know, they might have had bugs and. Yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and hopefully, um, you know, the way you handle it, they're like, okay, bugs are, you know, things happen, but wow, they had my back. This is great. Cool. Um, so, a question for you um, How did you find customers before you turned to riddling quizzes about quiz marketing? I, uh, I'm excited to answer this question. I think you're going to love the answer. Actually, we've been with Riddle um, pretty much at the same time as, you, as, as I started working on the website. It was, like I said, two years ago, the kind of in a, when the company was still in its uh, uh, nascent. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I wanted to give people value and through quizzes, it just seemed logical because not only we harvest the data and then we can then base whatever advice that we want to give to people, but then... Um, we also harvest the data when it comes to email marketing. So we, even before we even opened the web shop, it, it was like it, it was on landing page, not even pre-order. It was still a landing page. But we had the quiz already. So we already started learning about our customer. What kind of, you know, it's started the simple things, you know, what's your age bracket? What's, you know, the main hair challenge and things like that. So actually before Riddle, I'm not sure I'd be able to, answer this question because kind of riddle start was, was there at the very beginning i thought you might really like this answer and um and it's true oh. um so then on the back of it we then launched a a blog and the content that we put in the blog so then based on the quiz results we started diverting people to specific blog articles that are aligned with their specific hair challenges but yes like absolutely oh. riddle and riddle in the hair if you want to actually go <laughs> hand in hand. Wow. So I have to thank you guys. <laughs> oh, that's, that's super cool. I, I cannot wait to tell our developers because they do all the hard work of actually making Riddle what it is. Um, and they love to hear stories of that takes their coding and actually makes it real. So that's really cool. That's really awesome. Um, okay. So we've been with you from the start. You have two years, two plus years of quiz marketing experience what advice would you give to you know small to medium businesses who are like, okay, I get quizzes can get people to think clicking, I can catch email addresses, but what makes it work? What's some good advice you would give? I know I've been banging on about it this entire interview, but focus on value, like really focus on value, really understand because quiz is such a playful way to understand your customer. Um, even if you're just asking six questions, so you're measuring your, your customer across six, uh, six different axes, 
some might say it's not enough, but actually it is something you already have that bit of understanding of your customer. Think about what, what value can you provide? What is it? What, what is the knowledge that you're able to offer to, to your customer? How can you hold their hands through whatever challenge that they are experiencing? And that roots itself in the research, in the research that you're able to put in as a brand or as a content producer. So I, before it took me months to put together the quiz that is called the, 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 the first version of the quiz. Um, but I put a lot of research and I don't mean just other fellow blogs out there that talk about hair care and hair growth. No, I meant going into Google Scholar and reading about like so many, like, uh, I think I might have a medical degree by now, uh, <laughs> but reading, but reading those, those articles, actual scientific publication and making sure that your, your data, your, the information that you give to your customers through the, the quiz, um, because of the nature of your software, you need to provide the, you know, how much weight you give to each question. Mm-hmm. Just focus on that. Focus on, on bringing value. Focus on bringing the knowledge to the to the customer and not just go through the somebody somebody's email address. The, yeah. No, no, yeah. that's not going to work. <laughs> no, that, that's super cool. Because actually, when I was you know, looking at your latest version of the quiz, you know, we often, um, as you mentioned, we often bang on about what makes a good quiz. Well, a good quiz. And there are some guidelines. And I, I was looking at your quiz and I was like, man, she's got it. So <laughs> short, short, well-researched, well thought out, but then returns very good value. You have six questions. That's it. You know, some people get really excited. Riddle's quite easy or any quiz making software. It's quite easy to write a very long quiz, but really you, People have short attention. Very short. Exactly. Six questions. Bam. That was really awesome. Then when you get to the lead form between the last question and the results, yours is again, very efficient. Three fields. That's it. You know, it's tempting to say, Oh, well, what's your age demographic and what's your postcode and what's this and what's that do that later, build that relationship later. So yeah, your course is brilliant. And then the last thing, which I thought was really cool is that, you don't show the results in the riddle unit itself. You actually send them by email. So that's a huge value proposition. Like, hey, fill this out. You will get detailed quiz results based on your uh, based on your quiz re- on your quiz responses. That is the latest implementation that I I personally feel incredibly excited because actually doing it through the email before we used to display the results on the on the page, and some people might still do this and it and it works. But the idea is then when you build that relationship through the email, you're you're able to understand how the customer interacts with your content because you you then can see which email they click. How long, you know, like how much time they spend on your website. So you see whether it's a potential customer, it's not or not really, or you're trying to, you can build that relationship further. When you're displaying the results on your webpage, it may be quick, it may be easy, but we found that the quality of those submissions just somewhat less, just somewhat more suboptimal. A little more transactional Um, versus actually someone clicking and trusting your email opens it up. Oh, wow, hair fuel. Wow, they got something. Okay. Yeah. And, and we don't take it for granted. Like we yeah. don't, you know, we don't, we don't, obviously we don't know <laughs> the, the data that we harvest. Uh, but also it, it, some, some, some brands might be some, some, some of your listeners might be a bit tempted to kind of start bombarding in the, their potential customers with the emails. But then if someone doesn't interact with your content, if someone, you know, clicked on one email and then they stopped interacting, just tag them on your email software as, as a cold lead. Don't badger them with yeah. the email. Yeah. Like it's okay. It's, <laughs> 
it's fine if it's not this customer, there will be many more. <laughs> yes, very much so. I mean, it's like one of those things of um, we, I handle most of the customer support for Riddle. And a lot of times people will, will answer and we tend to be really fast. So I'm like, oh, hey, how can I help? And some of the questions you're like, ah, it's not us. And that's okay. You know, you have your strength, you have your market and don't try and be, you know, oh, everyone come use me. It's like, no, no, just the people who you're really going to hit the sweet spot. That's really cool. Um, I'm not sure. This is a surprise question. I just thought of it, but because we've been with you since the get go. Um, have you heard any anecdotes or experiences from your customers who like, wow, I found you from a quiz and, and kind of liking that process? You mean our potential customers that came through the quiz? Or? Yeah, so like people who might have found Hair Fuel, they're now happy customers. I'm not sure if you've ever had a chat with them, but like, you know, someone said, wow, we love the quiz, then I love the results, and now I love your product. We definitely, uh, at least uh, at least about 65 to 70% of the leads, of the, of the not leads even, but the, of the sales that we have is actually organic. So I know we're beauty product and tends to be more paid marketing, but we focus on the value. So that's the result. Um, and a lot, a big chunk of that is actually coming through the quiz because what happens is that people suddenly, you know, through our, not through every blog article, but only relevant ones, we encourage people to complete this hair quiz, the, mm -hmm. the hair oil recommendation that we give yeah. to people. Um, and then obviously the, the number of this organic convert, some people just subscribe for the newsletter. It's fine. And then they kind of sign they make a purchase, but a big, more than half of them is actually coming through the quiz. And the feedback that we're getting is that the information that we share is real. It's useful. It roots itself in science and it shines through. It's, I mean, it shines through the language. It shines through the length of the emails. You know, it's not like a quick paragraph it's, of like, hey, exactly. buy a product, but like, no, this is the information. This is how you should approach it. So I wouldn't say necessarily that someone was like, oh my God, I'm so excited about the quiz itself. Mm -hmm. But the value that we were able to provide mm -hmm. is just, it's so inherent to mm -hmm. what we do that that's, that's one of the reasons for another yeah. one is actually your customer support, which I feel really, <laughs> really grateful. But it's one of the reasons why I recommend Riddle to um, all, like I have a lot of inquiries and people asking me, what should I do? If I want to launch a business, what should I do? Mm -hmm. My number one response is get a quiz, start, start, build, start building your email, um, email list subscribers. And by the way, this is the software <laughs> you absolutely should use. So that I think you should know that. And I think your listeners should know that I'm a big evangelist or evangelist. Yeah, part of this. I'm mispronouncing that, but no. yes, absolutely. That always helps. This is all awesome. that helps. <laughs> so, our <laughs> listeners, this is like probably like I love doing these podcasts, and but I'm just beaming here because it's wonderful to hear this feedback. And also, how we're solving a problem for you, which is which is brilliant. That's super cool. Okay, so we're gonna keep. We try to keep these short, but we're failing miserably. So. We'll try again, but um, what is as a business owner, as a, as a as an entrepreneur, what's a you know kind of a failure that you're like you know we fail all the time at Riddle. What's a, you know one of your failures? Something you learn from? So, just like yourselves, I fail most days. There, there's some sort of either have not achieved the goal that I I thought I was going to achieve. I think I can tell you about the recent big failure um, <laughs> that happened. Um, we were, and some people might challenge it as being a failure, but we sold out. 
So our product has sold out. One side is like, great, your product is so popular, it's sold out. It's not such great news if you're in the middle of pandemic um, and and you're just and you're just fledgling startup. So that was uh, that was a logistics failure, um, and there are a number of moving moving ingredients to that. You know, you. I couldn't exactly say like this thing that went wrong. We have to blame that. And approaching failure from the blame perspective isn't going to help you as an entrepreneur. The the thing, the key thing that you mentioned here is that what is the lesson? And our biggest lessons from it was that a we can survive this because what happened is that we relaunched and and um, our email subscribe email list that was instrumental in that. We've actually we stopped all our marketing all our paid marketing channels, like the, the little ones we were running on the side. Um, and then we decided to just go really heavy on our email email list and advertise our sold out, sold out pre-sale campaign. And we, what we saw was incredible because people were willing, people trusted our brand enough um, to prepay for the product that isn't, it, it's an affordable luxury type of product, so it's not cheap. They were willing to prepay for the product and they were willing to wait for it. And our existing customers were also so incredibly understanding and they were really grateful about the transparency that involved because um, you know we, we shared the videos we shared the photos from the production line every week I would send an update to say this is we don't know the exact date but this is the estimate and as nice. I was getting the updates from our manufacturers that's what I've been sharing with the people nice. with our with our customers and our subscribers as well um, so from once on one hand yes it was a failure like literally logistics fail supply chain failure and on the other hand it was a big like it was the biggest lesson really um biggest lesson of second half of 2020 for sure nice well that's fantastic and um i don't well i don't speak chinese for all of our listeners but i did hear i did read somewhere where they said crisis and in mandarin crisis and opportunity i think it's two different ways of the same word but basically it is one of those things where you turn I've heard that yeah you took a crisis but you said you know what if I keep you know being really proactive transparent saying hey guys uh, we do the same thing like we've had server outages and back when we started like he's being really upfront hey guys this is what's happening we're on it we're fixing it it's actually a chance to turn things around and say wow they you know this company is worthy of my trust and worthy of my patronage which is really cool so congratulations absolutely Okay, we're going to wrap things up because, man, you are easy to talk to, but this podcast is still <laughs> running too long. Um, we always end this on a, I would say, a negative, but hopefully a funny note. Um, okay. What is your biggest pet peeve, your biggest annoyance, things that drive you crazy? Oh, okay. Like I said, another episode on things that drive me crazy. Um, I think laziness... <laughs> Um, laziness in, in resolving, um, your issues or it, laziness to try and find out the answer for yourself, laziness to just the lack of being the, the lack of pro- proactivity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is my biggest pet peeve. At least like when I'm dealing with people, I really like seeing that there was some effort that people has put through, mm-hmm. um, to help themselves. And then on the base of that, they also may be able through the process, find out and resolve the problem. Um, but at least that the initial act, the, yeah. yes, it's something that annoys me. And unfortunately, it's something that happens almost every day, if not every day. That's fair enough. That. So I'm guessing from a TV perspective, Homer Simpson is probably not your favorite character. I love 
You know what? Funny you mentioned that. I have never really followed this series, so I think, and that I think that's because of that. I mean, like, yeah. of course, I've watched some of the episodes, but I think whenever I would, um, I would look at him, it would just be such a frustrating experience. It's like you, like your life could be so much better. I cannot, like, I just, just fair, no, I can't, fair, I can't watch it. <laughs> fair enough. Well, Laura, I'm not surprised by this because, and, and this is, I'm going to probably make you blush, but, um, so for our listeners, Laura has three degrees. You can tell she's a go-getter and like you started your own business and you don't, pardon my French, take any crap, which is awesome. So, um, no, a lovely having you on this, on, on, for our podcast. Thank you so much for, for this and all your kind words about, quizzes and, and riddle in general so uh oh, thank you all the leads that you get from me so i'm really, really <laughs> hoping <laughs> no, I, can't, I can't wait to tell our team about it that's amazing so thank you so much and, thank uh, you thank you and your team i'm really grateful for that <laughs> perfect well <laughs> so we will see i'm sure we'll be chatting on support chat and going forward so that's awesome yes very likely <laughs> i'm looking forward to that <laughs> perfect thank you laura <laughs> Thanks again for listening to this episode of The Quizmakers. And don't forget, check out Riddle.com. We're the quizmaker used by the BBC, Shopify, and thousands of other companies worldwide. Our quizzes are fully accessible and they're GDPR compliant. So try our free, full-featured trial for 14 days, no pesky credit card required. And until next time, happy riddling.